How would it feel to have a thriving fitness business and have the freedom to enjoy life at the fullest? Well, that is exactly what the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show is going to give you. My name is Matthew Park. This is Amy Filer. Hey, guys. And we are here to serve. What's going on, everybody? This is the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Podcast. As always, I am your host, Jamie Filer coming to you live from Costa Rica, but I was not about to give up a week of podcasting, especially when I have Isaac Miller on. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you, Jamie. Uh, Thank you for taking the time out of your vacation to be hosting this awesome podcast. So, uh, Go ahead. No, I'm just thinking how awesome is it that we get to be in a position where, you know, you can do this from Costa Rica. Like, it's so cool. Well, um, yeah, this is my lap happy hour. So let's make the most of it. Um, I wanted to talk about artificial intelligence, chat GPT, Jasper, copy.io, because there's so much going on. I think there's some misinformation. I think there's information. Um, there's fact. And I know that you and I think very similarly about the topic. So I would love to hear, you know, obviously we'll dive into it, but what it's not, common misconceptions, what it is, mm-hmm. and how we can use it to show maybe new trainers who are up and coming that the robots will not replace us. Yeah. And okay. I, I think to start, you, you ended that with a pretty good statement. The, the AI will not replace us, like at least not yet. Per se. And, and, and we'll we'll stick with that. But I do want to point out that it's not like it is a super robot that is out coaching, you know, top tier athletes right now. It is at this point a computer kind of coding system that can take in a lot of data across the internet that it has access to um, at a at simultaneous like one time. It can just kind of branch out and get all this info. Uh, and then answer whatever prompt or questions, detailed prompts or questions that you give it in order to um, kind of solve the problem. So, for example, if you go to chat GPT or something and, and you give it a prompt to kind of solve a specific issue, say it's maybe a client with SIBO and wanting to come up with a protocol to help with SIBO, uh, that chat GPT will then kind of branch out to all of the collective information on the internet that is out there that it has access to not saying because there are some databases that it won't have access to um like for example i think it's like research past like 2020 like so or like most recent like 2020 like you can't access that as well as like some databases like say for example if you look at like the issn's like viewpoints on a lot of stuff it can't access that like it there's a lot that it can't access Um, but it will be able to reach out, see what's there and then make a program, say for Cybo for that client. And you can use that info. Um, so that in essence is what right now we're at, uh, in terms of AI in the fitness space. And I think a lot of people are scared that it's like actually taking our jobs. Like, Oh, it's, it's coaching for us. Um, unless you know how to specifically put in those prompts for the AI to create the program and solve that issue, which most, you know, general population and layman's people don't know how to 
like even phrase it properly to get the right program, much less be able to help chat GPT or the AI decipher what is actually correct on the internet. And I think this is something that you and I both can attest to of, and you said it best on our last group call of, of AI is smart, but not wise. Uh, and I would love, could you give some context as to when you said that? Because I think there's a lot of truth there. Sure. I mean, I think it's the the easiest, I guess it's an analogy is when you say, well, are you book smart, are you book smart or are you street smart, right? AI isn't street smart. And the example specifically that I used was Jace peaking a client for a bodybuilding show. It was the first thing to come to mind. So again, similar to what you mentioned, AI can spew out the ultimate quintessential peak week program for a bodybuilder in classic physique. But if that same gentleman is uh, on rocky ice with his significant other, and he's got a kid wailing that keeps him up, right? Like a newborn, there are stress, there are mitigating factors. There are stressors that Jace feels from his experience and street smarts that he can change things up, the AI wouldn't know because it doesn't feel that same stress of being a father and being a partner and also balancing contest prep, right? So that was the difference between uh, knowledge and and wisdom. Yeah, and it's so smart to think about in terms of, you know, we don't think oftentimes as coaches, especially in the research side of things, you think of like, you don't want emotion in that. Like you want to mm-hmm. think black and white, but in times like this, where you can actually see what true black and white thinking is like, you can see how dangerous that is. Cause as you said, like the, the whole um, prep, like peak week protocol, like what if your client is like really, really sensitive and, and over, like with histamine, like has a histamine issue. And then you run like this basic protocol or even worse, the AI takes a bunch of old school data and suddenly has you running a bunch of diuretics and certain things like that. And that is not what you want to be doing, you know, and potentially putting yourself in in harm's way. Uh, And that's simply because the AI might not know how to decipher uh, what's good info and what's bad info. Um, And this was shown pretty simply to me and, for me, I use AI a lot for like my underlying research. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll have it find a lot of research that I can go through. But I realized really quick that AI would get like PMIDs completely wrong. Completely will you, wrong. Will you explain what that is, Isaac? So a PMID is pretty much it's for PubMed. Uh, and it's the, the identification code that comes with the research paper or study or review or whatever um, so that you can easily identify it within a library or catalog. Uh, so with ChatGPT, I would ask, and I call it Todd. Uh, it's it's my assistant Todd. Uh, so it gives me a, a feeling like I'm not just talking to my computer all day. Um, and I'll, I'll say, you know, I'm I'm a 30 year old, you know, professor teaching high school students about health and fitness, mm-hmm. and I need to find research, you know, that follows this parameter that gives, you know, that that's looking at these variables. And preferably within this group or cohort of researchers. And I'll list out a bunch of researchers that I think are great. Uh, the problem is ChatGPT would start sending me articles and PMIDs that, uh, like PMIDs that were completely wrong. Not even the right articles. And, yeah. and then explaining like the wrong article. And whenever bringing it up, it would try and change the prompt to fit what it was saying before. 
And I was like, it's, it's okay. Like scratch what you said before. That's all right. I need a whole new article. Yeah. And it, it takes a while before it starts getting it down to like the right things. Um, but again, I, and you talked about this before, a lot of that's just reps and, and having it build up and, and understand. Um, so I think there's a lot too, to be said about how you go about um, programming it. And yeah. I think that's where we get a lot of confusion too is you hear these really smart people talking about, you know, AI and ChatGPT and saying like, oh, I've been coding it for three days to do this type of thing with this prompt. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty technologically dunce. Uh, So when I hear some smart person who is, you know, savvy with tech talking about coding AI, I'm thinking they're like opening this thing up, doing matrix code and, you know, doing all this crazy stuff. Yeah. In reality, it's just telling it like I am a, you know, 30 year old male. Yeah. What do you think is the, have you noticed is the best context for you to start understanding the the AI or or understanding you? So I, I typically use the prompt. uh, I am a fitness marketer. Mm, That's yeah. Um, Because I always, uh, this is going to sound I don't, I don't necessarily always want to sound salesy. That's not the point, but I want to sound ah, convincing. That's Mm -hmm. the word, right? Cause I'm not always looking to educate. I'm not always looking to motivate, but I'm always looking to onboard essentially, because that's the point, right? Um, So I need there always to be a little bit of flair. I need there to always be a little bit of like, Come on, let's go, you know? Um, so that's definitely my context. Do you typically use personal trainer or professor? Yeah, I'll typically use, uh, just because my the, the space I'm in is is more towards uh, mentorship than yeah. it is the actual coaching aspect. Yeah. So, and that's why I prompt it like you're teaching a high school level, right? Because ideally I'm teaching a col- like college level or, or, a, or a graduate, um, but- in reality and, and breaking down maybe new terms and stuff, I'm not going to talk to someone at a college level. Um, so, and even then most people in college don't actually talk at a college level. So the prompts I use is typically like, I define kind of just who, who I am, who I'm working with. And then the specific details of what it is that I, I need it to do. Um, to be honest at first, it seemed like a lot of work. And so people who are first getting into using AI, uh, and again, I'll use myself as an example, and I'm not tech savvy. So I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I'm just going to ask it some very basic questions and Mm -hmm. let it answer. And at first, you know, you kind of get these answers and it seems like really cool, but then you realize the answers aren't very good. Um, So then you're like, well, this is kind of dumb. And then you you research and people tell you be really specific with your prompts. Yeah. And this is where it, it kind of, seems like it's counterproductive because yeah. you have to put in almost as much work as it would take for you just to go do it yourself. Right. Yes. But yes. the difference for me here is that if I do that research and I, I get a good understanding of what it is I'm trying to post and I portray that now to the, to the AI, that uh-huh. AI can now take that information and make it in 40 different ways that I can now repurpose for all of my different content, whether it's an actual class, a blog article, a, you know, actual like website article posts, 
TikTok, Instagram, like whatever ideas that I need yeah. is all right there um, and different. So it's, it's not just me copy and pasting from the same thing. So I was just going to say that that's also why I honestly, personal trainers, fitness professionals, uh, online coaches need to be the middlemen between AI and the consumer, because say you order a burger from McDonald's and you've customized it, right? You could just trust it to take a bite, but you could also just open up the bun, make sure that it's correct, and then go on to eat it, right? So Chat GPT gives you a training program geared towards a busy nurse who only has access to bands and wants to build her booty. But there still needs to be someone to look that over, make sure that it's taking into account this and this, her posture, her deficiencies, and then hand it to the nurse, right? Mm-hmm. That's where that's where we don't need to be concerned that it, the robot is going to take our job. Yes. And I would, I would say too, cause that brings up a really good point of the fear. And I think to being working with a lot of older uh, fitness coaches and they, they're in this idea of, you know, man, I'm looking at Instagram, I'm looking at TikTok, and it just seems like too much. I'm too old for this. And yeah. there's younger people with big followings out there crushing it. And I'm just, you know, I can't sell eBooks like that. I can't sell, you know, my six week program the way they can. And so they just want to give up type of thing. And so now we have people looking at AI and thinking, well, now anybody can just be a coach and tell AI make a program for somebody. And now it's there. So it's going to be this big dominating industry uh, because all of these people are just going to cheat and use AI to do coaching. Uh, And I actually had this come up in a conversation with one of my mentees And I said like, okay, well, when I go to church and I don't want to get preachy here, but when I go to church, uh, if a pastor is telling me all this feel good stuff, you know, and and I'm going to, you know, be this, this great, you know, person throughout the week, but then I ask them to actually recite any verses from the Bible and they can't recite one. It makes me start to question, how did you become a preacher? Yeah. Uh, But if I talk to a preacher and they can just start like my father, he's a preacher and I can ask him any passage and he's got like the Bible memorized. Yeah. He can just spit it out like it's just ammo, you know, and that you trust that person. So with trainers, if someone's using chat GPT to do all of their coaching and then they get asked simple questions or they get asked to come on a podcast or they get asked to do a speaking engagement and they can't say anything because they don't actually know they've ruined their business at that point. So it might be successful for a very short time until they actually see real success. And once you see real success, especially in this space, but I think it's any industry, there's a level of responsibility that comes with that where you actually start getting engaged and people actually start coming to you for leadership. And if you're not the one actually leading your business and leading your coaching, but really it's a computer system doing that, the computer system is not going to be there to talk to you, uh, talk for you on a podcast. Yeah. Um, that it's, it's not going to happen. So I, I would say that's another way of how AI is not really going to take our jobs, at least until it's a actual autonomous walking thing. Yeah. Um, but until then, which I think we're still pretty far ways away. Um, mm-hmm. And even then, I, I don't think it'll be able to mimic human emotion the way we can. So uh, yeah. there's always going to be a space here for us uh, yeah. that, that's absolutely necessary. The other thing, and you you did bring up a good point as well. You said, you know, it can access pretty much anything from let's let's say 2020, 2021 and back. 
nobody to an extent has reinvented the wheel for what a, at least a gen pop or a lifestyle client needs. So the truth is any of the clients you currently have who are gen pop or lifestyle can go into Google and find a training program that way. And yet we all still have a lot of clients, right? Like I was looking up, um, specifically a YouTube video for a banded shoulder press for a client yesterday and men's health has a three day per week bands only workout. I didn't type it into chat GPT. This is men's health. And it's an article from like 2018. Again, pretty much everything has already been invented. So if the internet was going to replace you, it would have replaced you by now because people can use Google and YouTube, but again, they can't put it together properly and little nuances. Right. I think also of, um, one of the first times I heard about ChatGPT was lawyers. Mm-hmm. Lawyers are going to start to, right? They're going to get fired in droves because for something like mergers and acquisitions, right? Real estate law, contracts can be written by ChatGPT. Okay, but can they write it better than a lawyer? Like you said, Isaac, who knows the law and who can memorize passage and chapter of real estate law? Um, I don't think so yet. I don't think that's the case. I'm still going to get a lawyer to draw shit, draw stuff up for me before I make a, a big business move or real mm-hmm. estate move. Exactly. And it's, it's proofreading, right? And it's, I, and I'm worried that we're going to enter a space where people trust chat GPT or, or AI too much because mm-hmm. we've given this allure that it's like the smartest thing and it, it, it can uh, learn at a faster rate. And that might be true. I'm not saying that it's not. AI might be a complete superpower. Uh, but as of right now, it confuses a lot of information. Yeah. And, and just taking your example, it's going to take, you know, all these lawyers jobs. Well, what happens whenever a lawyer writes up a, a contract for someone in Arizona, but the contract was actually written for someone in New Mexico? And suddenly you have a lawsuit on your hands because you wrote up a, a contract improperly and you didn't check it. And really it was ChatGPT. You think ChatGPT is going to get arrested? No, the lawyer is. Like, the lawyer is going to get held accountable for that. Uh, and it's the same thing for us with our programming. We can't just always trust it. We have to proof. We have to understand, like we have to, we have to put a human element into it because the human element is what makes sure that it's actually working properly, uh, right. that it's not messing up. And the constant feedback as well, right? Hey coach, the, the shoulder press hurt my shoulder. Is there a different direction? I should have my elbows right instead of out wide. So I totally think you're right about proofreading nuances, feedback. Yeah. Yeah. The human element. Uh, go ahead. No, I, I, I was just going to say with, with AI, um, the the important thing is to understand that you can use it. Um, and this is where there's a lot of back and forth. And I think there's, I was talking with my brother, he's an animator uh, and he's like, they're already teaching AI how to take like one still shot frame and start to map out an entire, you know, animation. He's like, it's, it's going to be almost obsolete, but there's certain things that a human can put into their artwork that AI can't. Um, And there's something there that kind of spoke to me in terms of there's AI it's and why I call mine Todd and and I, I I treat it like an employee. And I literally in my, in my notebook every morning, put like tasks for Todd uh, and I map it out the night before. And it's, it's because 
we have to realize like it's it's happening. AI is here. You never in history, and you can, I, I've done a lot of, of research into just American history and world history, and no time in history have we ever been able to make a technological um, advance and then take it back. Ever, ever in history. Yeah. And I don't think we give enough credit to how many technological advances we've made as a, as a human race. Sure. Um, we can't take it back. So AI is here, and it's only going to get more prominent. So if you're not learning how to use it now, you are going to fall behind. And yeah. just like those people who are looking at TikTok and Instagram now thinking, man, I can't do it. You're going to be looking at, at AI here in about a year thinking, oh, I can't do it. Yeah. Uh, and I do say a year because in a year from now, I think it will be at a point where it's, it's how to use it. So um, it is important to be talking about you know, AI and stuff on these platforms now. Uh, because you do have to learn how to use it. it. It's going to be very important. The good thing is it's super easy to use. Uh, and, and you just really have to get in reps and talk with it and, and let it understand what it is that you do. Um, I'm still skeptical on AI as a system in terms of how people might be able to use it um, in terms of like maybe even how they're using it right now. Uh, so I, I do understand some skepticism in terms of AI just being it just a thing in and of itself. Um, and the companies that actually own the AI and, and Microsoft and, and Google and uh, the companies that are actually in charge of it. But at the same time, it's not going anywhere. So we, we have to somehow get comfortable with with that uncomfortability and learn how to use the programs for what they are. I think. I think that is a perfect way to end it. You yeah, exactly. Right. You don't want to say, I wish I'd learned this sooner. Learn it while everyone's learning it. Be a relatively early adopter. I don't know if this far into it, like it launched in November, what, November, maybe late fall. You can say you're an early adopter, but if you're not on the train, get on the train, right? There's no bad day to start your diet or your, your training plan, right? Because in a week or two weeks from now, you're going to wish you started today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Isaac, where can people find you if they want to hit you up about your mentorship, uh, about your coaching, about AI? <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, the prolific professor on Instagram uh, and TikTok. And if you want to email me, it's Isaac at trainerrevenuemultiplier.com. Um, and we also have the TRM Silver program. So if you are a new coach or part-time trying to go full-time into coaching, we have an amazing mentorship and coaching program in TRM for newer trainers or part-time trainers trying to go full-time. So if that's you, uh, hit us up. And uh, yeah, just super excited. So thank you for letting me be here, Jamie. Uh, I, I'm so happy that you were able to make the call from Costa Rica and enjoy the rest of your trip. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. If you like us, rate us, share, subscribe, uh, post us on your Instagram or Facebook tag at Trainer Revenue Multiplier. And until next time, uh, have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Trainer Revenue Multiplier show. If you love today's episode, head on over to Trainer Revenue Multiplier on the iTunes and Spotify and subscribe to the show today. 
take a screenshot with your phone of this episode and share on your social media and let us know any questions you may have, things you enjoyed about the show or things you want to see more of coming down the pipeline and tag us at Train Revenue Multiplier on your social media. And if you are looking for more real money-making, business-building things to help you grow to the next level in your business, have your more income and have you working smarter and harder in your business, then head on over to trmshow.com to book your free 30-minute business building call today. We look forward to hearing from you, serving you, and of course, delivering more impact for your business. Have a great day. Take care. Let's keep growing.